You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. This episode is going to get interesting, maybe make you a little bit uncomfortable, because we're going to be talking about the sound that most people hate, which is the sound of their own voice. And I'll be honest, I still don't love the sound of my own voice, but I've gotten very, very used to hearing it between this podcast, between facilitating, leading inner workouts, recording, guided meditations, all of that stuff. It's like, yep, this is my voice. And I think we have a unique opportunity for personal development in this time because most of us are on a lot of calls. We're on a lot of video conferencing meetings. We have an opportunity to see how we actually show up in the world. When you're in a meeting face-to-face, you're in your body, you're there. You can't see what you actually look like. But now you have that opportunity and you may be one of the many people who is on a Zoom call and just kind of staring at yourself and noticing that there's a zit or seeing, oh, that one curl is out of place. I want to invite you into a deeper way of watching and looking at yourself for personal development. So like I mentioned, a lot of my job is facilitating, is speaking, is recording and watching myself. That's just kind of par for the course in what I do for inner workout in B-School and what I do in terms of facilitation and consulting outside of it. So I have actually been going through intensive training on virtual facilitation because that's where the, the world is going. And in order to show up well for clients and for myself, I need to understand how to do that well. And it's been an opportunity for me to see things that I do that I could actually maybe be doing in person as well that I just had not noticed until I'm here standing and I can see myself and other people can see me as well. And I'm being recorded. So what I want to invite you to do is to record yourself. Now, depending on how you're doing this, what context you're recording yourself in, you might need to give someone a heads up, be picky about which context you do this in. But sometimes you can even, if you're on a call with AirPods, maybe you set the recorder so that you're just getting your voice picked up. Maybe there's a way that you can just record your screen or your camera instead of recording the whole meeting. So you can play around with the logistics of it, but I invite you to record yourself on a phone call, record yourself on a video call, and then watch yourself. And I said, this might make you a little bit uncomfortable, but actually watch yourself. So I worked with a speech language pathologist, just did one session with her because I do so much speaking in my job and because I'm having to do a lot more networking calls in presentations for inner workout and wanting to understand how I was showing up as a founder, how I was showing up as a facilitator, 
and just noticing, noticing myself. So as you record and then you finish and you decide to watch, notice if you're using a lot of filler words. My mom, bless her heart, had read in some magazine, probably real simple, that in order to get kids to stop using filler words, whenever they say a filler word, you can snap. And then what happened for me is I got so tired of hearing those freaking snaps that I stopped saying like, or was defending my use of it and saying, well, I'm using like because I'm making this comparison. Like this was actually like that, etc. But I got so tired of hearing the snaps that, that the filler words stopped pretty quickly. Like is definitely my filler word of choice. And I still use it. And I have to be aware of when I'm using it and in context where it starts to get dialed up so that I have that awareness about myself. So listen for filler words. Do you use ums? Do you use ahs? Do you use like? Well, notice if you use filler words and what you're using them for and when. Was it when someone asked you a hard question and you default to a lot of ums? Is it when you started to get nervous and you input a lot of likes? Start to get that context for yourself. Notice if you're using upspeak. So I think I have a touch of this. In upspeak, if you're not familiar, it's when you move your voice up like you're asking a question. In every sentence, even if you're not asking a question, you're moving your voice up and it can be really distracting. So notice if you do that. And it can also undermine your level of confidence, you know? Because if you are asking questions or if you are making statements, but it sounds like you're asking a question because of the upspeak, then it's like, man, is she really sure about what she's saying? Or is everything just a question? She thinks this, she's saying it as a fact, but it doesn't feel like she knows it as a fact. So it can undermine your confidence. Notice your volume. This is one thing that I'm thankful for on video conferences that in normal meetings, I might be a quieter voice in the room, but because we're all using mics and things like that, we're pretty much equalized. So this is something I worry about less on virtual meetings, more in in-person meetings. Notice the quality of your voice. So I know that when I start to get nervous, my voice starts to get shaky. That's something that I can hear, and it feels very apparent to me. When you're watching a recording of yourself, you can see how obvious is that? Does that actually get picked up? Or maybe it's not that obvious at all and it's something that you know and now you can say, okay, I'm actually not going to worry about that too much because I'm making a big deal of it in my head, but they're not perceiving it as something that's a big deal. And if I stop putting all of my mind in, oh my gosh, my voice is shaking, that means I'm nervous and I can get it back to what I'm saying, that's actually a better use of my energy because it's not that obvious. Or it might be super obvious and you might need to come up with a plan of, okay, I'm going to take a pause, take a deep breath, and then re-engage. And then also notice if you have any nervous physical tics. I'm not sure how... I haven't noticed any for myself. And that doesn't mean I don't have them. I just haven't noticed them yet. But I have seen on certain meetings obsessive touching of your hair, like stroking your hair, feeling for split ends, things like that, where 
if someone is nervous or distracted, that's something that they'll turn to, especially women, but not only women. And then that gets distracting because I'm looking at their hair and their hands in their hair instead of listening to the idea, which is oftentimes a really good idea that they're sharing. So starting to notice how physically you're showing up. Something that I like to do, especially in virtual settings, is be standing when I'm presenting or speaking or giving feedback because it gives me a level of confidence. And that was actually something through my session with the SLP that we noticed is that when I allowed myself to take up more space, even when I was sitting just to allow myself to spread out super wide, my voice showed up differently. It was like my voice realized, oh, we're taking up more space. Okay, I'll take up more space too. I'll come across more confidently because obviously we're confident right now. So I invite you to record yourself talking or to watch a video and then to choose one thing that you notice to work on and to make it a game. It's not about us becoming like broadcasters. It's just about us showing up confidently so that when you're on meetings, people can hear all the value that you're providing and they're not distracted by these other things. So make it a game. See if you can say like under 10 times in the course of an hour meeting. See if you can go for... 15 minutes without touching your hair. Just challenge yourself in different ways. You can gamify it in any way that you want to, really, but allow yourself to experiment, see what feels good, see what doesn't feel good, and get to know yourself more as a speaker. And then when we do get to a point where we're back in the office with all of our colleagues, you'll be able to translate some of those skills to how you show up in person as well. But I think there's a little bit of a gift in us communicating so much virtually. And so I want to invite you to take advantage of that gift and to start playing around with it. So with that being said, thank you for listening. I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.